keep on kissing babies and hugging fat girls. Full of suffering, suck attach, son. It's me, Austin. Oh, son of a bitch. What? It's me, Austin. It was me all along, Austin. And you teeth look like two tight too, Billy. And you book a match with me. That's right, Killing. Look at me. I'm a total package. I will rip him apart. I'm pissed now. Where to, Stephanie? <laughs> Wrestle Roasts on ad-free shows and ATC. Welcome, everyone, to Wrestle Roasts. I'm your host, Robert Karpolis, and I am joined, as always, in crystal clear HD audio by Scott Chaplin. Scott, how are you? Oh, what's up, man? It's it's a leap day today. It's We're, we're recording really on leap day. day. Yeah, is, I'm hyped on it. This is huge. Uh, leap day, which, as you all know, is suicide prevention day, so guys, don't jump. Uh, speaking of, Dan St. Germain is here. Dan, how are you? <laughs> Wait, it's Suicide Prevention Day? No, I just made it up. I'm like, that's hilarious. Day. It only comes once every four years. So the other three years, <laughs> those people are shit out of fucking luck. They're fucked. Uh, I'm great, man. I would. I just want to pop up right up front. I'm going to be at Dallas Comedy Club this Friday and Saturday at 7.30 and 9.30. So uh, plenty of tickets still available on those late shows, folks. So come on. Come on down. Yes, the, the the late show totally different than the early show because by the late show Dan is sweating and tired and it's so much more fun. Uh, but we've got <laughs> a lot of stuff to talk about today. We got uh, we got to talk Chamber uh, a little bit of Raw. Yes, we're actually going to talk a little bit of Raw since it's you know the most popular wrestling show on TV. Uh, we're also going to talk Dynamite, the least popular wrestling show on TV unless you're Meltzer. But we're opening with arguably the biggest story we may cover all year. All due respect to Vince McMahon stepping down, but there is no bigger story than the fact that some guy got Tony Khan tattooed on his body. Mike it, Lawrence uh, sent this out to us. It it's is, in our Facebook group. So it is on Facebook the Facebook group. It is genuinely haunting. Dan, what are your what are your thoughts on this? Uh, this situation? As, as, as you know, I've had a huge ordeal with Facebook. I'm still. Uh, not allowed to join the group. I'm still not. Uh, I'm still. I'm still not in control of my Facebook fan page. I He's am not allowed 500 feet of a school. It's uh, all. I'm still dealing with it. Uh, I, man, I. I just need to know the story. I mean, what do you guys know about this? Because I. I don't know this. I don't know who got it. I don't know. I don't know anything about this other than it. I mean, it looks like somebody lost a bet, and I mean. Like, this is a bad picture of even Tony Khan. And most pictures of Tony Khan are bad. But this is a particularly uh, bad, bad shot of Tony. So yeah, this understand. is, and I'm not exaggerating. The first time I really learned how to draw faces by, like, an art teacher in high school, I drew something like this. And I thought, oh, I could do better in the future. But this is, like, a first try <laughs> by someone who's capable. It's not um, at all a tattoo artist job. So from what I understand, the guy is, is he's at dot Grix, G-R-I-X. Um, he was this was a, a thing he had been hyping for a while that he was going to do. Uh, that's his calf, I'm guessing. They don't show exactly where on his body it, it is, thankfully. Uh, it looks like it's it's on his calf. Um, 
the intent for this was was to garner attention. Yeah, this was the the intent behind this. He was hyping for days that he's getting a Tony Khan tattoo. Um, I get trying to do something. People like getting what were they like like egging him on or like how? Well, what I what I love so much about it is uh, in the post he wrote my Booker of the Year. Yes, which. When he planned on getting it, I'm sure he thought Booker of the Year. But then the results came out, and he wasn't, so he had to put my Booker of the Year. Maybe, maybe he got so mad about the uh, the lists that uh, he went out of his way to you know tattoo it and say, "This is my Booker of the Year." If you had to get Booker of the Year, if you had to get a wrestling Booker tattooed on you, who would it be? Booker T. Well, that's I mean that's that's actually the best answer, but yes, an actual sorry. wrestling Booker. Um, I think I'd do Her- Herb Abrams with like a bunch of hookers around him. <laughs> I think that's the only answer, actually, because that's like kind of fun. Like, if you got Vince, you're a psychopath. If you got Cowboy Bill Watts, like you're it's racist. Just, it's or just Jim Ross. Old, it, yeah, it's just an old guy, you know. Like everyone who sees it is an old guy. Uh, if you got Hunter, I think it's just kind of corny. If I got even Heyman, Cody's people, gonna get dusty. The problem is, if yeah. I got Heyman, they think it's my dad. Like, because I look like something Paul would have created biologically. Dusty is kind of a, I guess Dusty, I mean, this is without a doubt the worst booker I think you could have gotten tattooed. I think Dusty runs the risk of looking like Slimer. They go, oh, you're a (laughs) Ghostbuster? (laughs) Oh, man. Drinking that hot tea, baby. You've got, Uh, I mean, if you haven't seen this, if you guys, if any dorks who um, who are listening, if you haven't seen this tattoo, stop everything you're doing. You know, leave your family and check this uh, check this tattoo out because it is. I'm gonna, you know what? I'm right now as we talk. I'm gonna put this on our our uh, our Wrestle Roasts uh, Instagram page, which you should also join, guys. So I think the I'm looking at it right now because it's haunting. Um, the I don't know much about tattooing. I've never gotten a tattoo. I don't intend to. The detail work on his hair is really impressive. Like they they worked hard to get every bizarre cowlick that that Tony Khan has his head is like turned askew like he's looking like to the side like in an early 90s sitcom like opening like credits like they play his name and he turns like and Tony um Guys, I wonder by what... the way if you're listening and you and you have a wrestling tattoo post it on the uh, Facebook group cuz I'm interested I I never got a tattoo I wanted one at a moment. I'm, I guess I'm glad I didn't. I wouldn't mind if I had them. But you seem like a guy who'd have rest- sleeves. Yeah. Like yeah, you have like, sleeve tattoo personality. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know I have bad decision personality. <laughs> no. But would you guys get a wrestling tattoo? I mean, is, is there like something that ever happened in wrestling that would make you go, yeah, like if you also were a guy who had your other favorite things on your arms. The only like I remember a CM Punk quote where he was like, "Oh, people make fun of me because you know he'll have like a random slice of pizza on his arm." CM Punk. Yeah, and they're and all they go, "Oh, what the fuck?" I mean, we love, you like we love- pizza so much you're gonna get it tatted on your arm. And what he says is, "I feel bad for you that you don't love something enough to put on you." I love so many things. Uh, I mean, I don't think that hits right. This is like Pepsi is still a corporation, right? You're still like a walking advertisement. I have heard that. I've heard that argument that like no somebody with no tattoos, it's like so you love you 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 can't stand behind anything. But sure, I've heard that. I've heard that argument. I have thought about getting you know uh, my wife's name and like our dog's paw prints on 
on me. Um, but on your neck? I, on my on my face, actually. But <laughs> I I, th- I think that uh, yeah, I I think that the you run the risk when you have a wrestling tattoo, is like whoever you get or whatever event you get, what gimmick you get, you know, you're running the risk of like, you know six months of horrifying story coming out about it yeah. and then you know like you run the risk of having a future episode of dark side on your on your body um so <laughs> i think that that's i mean unless if you're like a i guess if you're like in a gang or you're or you're a killer and you have like ben was face that's kind of like you know you're like uh like uh, oh yeah don't fuck with me like i've got this murderer on me even, but other even that, that no because i think if you kill a kid you no longer get that cool murder street cred like all the serial right. killers that like have killed adults, they get documentaries and peacock stuff, and people are like, "Hey, there's something interesting about that." Or they get like women that send marriage proposals to them. I think when you cross this is that terrible. Line, I just pictured Benoit not killing himself and being in jail and getting two tear tattoos, which I know that's terrible, but damn, would they be the same yeah, size? If, if, if Cape Fear couldn't cut a promo. <laughs> Oh no! Then he'd be I on dynamite. Couldn't get a promo. <laughs> you know, like he he had such a terrifying look. We forget that he couldn't cut a promo because if you go back on his if you go back on his championship run, every you know, like all these Benoit apologists will be like, oh, they really cut the legs out from under him, and they took that title off right at SummerSlam. They should have given him more time, dude. I mean, like you cannot. Some of those promos, especially like with this program with Kane, like it just was it, it was the opposite of drawing money. Like the guy couldn't talk. Well, he did the principal oh, Skinner line. He oh, was like, oh. prove me wrong. And I was like, well, no, you're done. Like yeah. after that, you there was no there was no coming back from a, a, a promo for that. And it's it was unfortunate at the time. And now you're kind of like, all right, maybe maybe we dodged a little bit of a bullet here. Well, definitely dodged a bit of a, dodged a cannonball. Yeah, very well, uh, very bizarre. Like were, it's, you know, you just can't. I mean, Eddie, they did Eddie. I thought they could have kept him going. You know, they kind of should have had JBL maybe. You know, but they 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 wanted they they wanted to put the title on Randy prematurely. Um, they should have JBL take it off Benoit and do that that storyline with that and give Eddie a longer run, but. Because Eddie had everything, you know, Eddie could talk, Eddie could wrestle, he had the look. But yeah, I, I just don't understand why yeah, they... Yeah, uh, time passes, I look, at, I look at Eddie as like a top top five guy, in my eyes, you know. Not yeah, I mean, he's a total package guy, at the very least. Yeah, yeah. Him and yeah. Angle, you know, I go whole package guys. Yeah, I, I still don't understand why they took the title off him that... I mean, I, and they gave it to JBL, who was like a... Who was a great heel character, but man, that guy, you know, at that point, his wrestling was so limited. It's weird that they went with JBL, uh, who uh, coincidentally is Bruce Pritchard's uh, close personal friend. It's also coincidental that when they put the title on JBL and gave him this run, Bruce was uh, had a, a strong voice on creative. Totally unrelated, guys. <laughs> there is no there. There is just no no smoke and mirrors here. But hey. But Bruce was close with Eddie too. So. Bruce was close with Eddie, but with JBL, you had a chance to make a, a major heel. So they like, they needed somebody that they could they could heat up on because SmackDown at that time it was rough because it was the post Heyman where he was promoting a lot of guys who could wrestle but didn't have a lot of like character personality, and JBL has a lot of character personality, 
mainly guy who should have been canceled. But do, do you remember they had all those fucking JBL Big Show matches, which were yes. death? Well, Big Show was a baby. You can't make Big Show a baby face. He's you eleven feet tall. Wrestled, dude. I mean, like it's like just two lumps of shit <laughs> trying to push each other around. Well, it, it's it's almost as if JBL's politics aligned with Kevin Dunn's, and there was always an incentive to keep those guys around. Uh, but that's not the era we live in, guys. Uh, the era right now is logical booking and storytelling, which, based on a very small subset of people, they thought Elimination Chamber was boring because the people that should have won, won. Uh, the storylines <laughs> you needed to tell were told. You know, sorry. I'm, that- really, I, I'm interested by this because I didn't like Elimination Chamber. You're the, by the way, you're the, of all the folks I've talked to, you're the only person whose opinion I respect who has said that they did not like elimination chamber. So it's, it's not because of the, it's not because of the booking. Like I, I thought of the right people won. I just thought the wrestling was bad. And I thought that there was like too many commercials and it's like, and I just, the chamber matches themselves are so clumsy and, but we'll get through it match by match. Yeah. But you can't say like that was a good show. Maybe I had more fun watching it. Cause I, I was up at five watching the show live. So there was something kind of novel about you're starting your day, you're watching wrestling, you're you're having breakfast, drinking coffee. It was it was I enjoyed that aspect of it. Uh, I liked the way that the stadium looked. Generally, I know there were some gaps in seating that people were saying like, well, why'd they do that? Well, because they used those giant pillars to set up the the chamber. They didn't want to block a bunch of people's seats. Um, the the presentation looked cool. The commercial stuff, I know we touched on this on the Patreon. If you haven't listened to the Patreon, go back and listen to that. But the the Australian Tourism Board was who helped fund this show. And as part of that deal, you have to promote Perth a couple times. So you get those commercials three or four times throughout the show. Because it's on Peacock and there's multiple tiers, you have to have commercial breaks in the show or else you're going to have commercial breaks in the middle of matches and then people are going to be bitching and complaining about that. So if you watched it live... It's a very long show. If you didn't watch it live, you could fast forward. And if you watched it the way Scott watched it, you probably got viruses on your computer. (laughs) No, I actually watched it on Peacock. And uh, I woke up, I saw the main event. But I understand what you're talking about, Robert. And this is a New Japan uh, situation you, you find yourself in. You wake up early in the morning. It feels like no one else in the world is up besides you. And these people somewhere else, and they're wide awake, just like you're wide awake. And it's like newsworthy and noteworthy. And it's like, is anyone else even experiencing this along with me? <laughs> uh, and it's fun for those reasons. I I didn't think it delivered the matches in terms of like a, a New Japan show. I think it's something that a long time ago, is this true? Now, I have a question about wrestling. Remember they would like flub uh, results. They would go like, oh, so-and-so fought uh, in Puerto Rico and he won this. And it turns out like they never even went. They would sure. just like kind of fill in some blanks. I mean, that's the, that's the intercontinental title. Sure, right? That's the intercontinental. This is what that felt like, where it's like, yes, all the results are exactly what they needed to be. I needed the result. I even needed an image of the result. I didn't need to see any of this, though, and none of it needed to really happen i thought logan paul was awesome we'll get to, we'll, we'll, so the first there's only four matches on here won't take that long first match was uh becky lynch raquel rodriguez Liv morgan tiffany stratton naomi and bianca belair 
my my takeaways i like that becky started the chamber to feel like she was earning winning this it wasn't like it was you know handed to her uh i thought they made tiffany stratton look like a major star in this match she had a couple of big spots including off the cage she was the most over person in the match i was gonna say for someone who just started like two weeks ago she seemed super over they gave naomi a couple of 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 big moments it was it's tough because it's five baby faces and Tiffany. So they are a little handcuffed in terms of what they can do. And you needed a way to beat Bianca without outright beating her. But I, I don't know. I enjoyed the, the, the match overall. Raquel Rodriguez is a void of charisma. Like I don't really need to see her or her back ever again. Well, she had some sort of her autoimmune disease, I guess was activated before the shit. So like, I, 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 she was like breaking out, I guess. in like, hives or rashes or so she had a whole post about it where she was like but that no i mean like you know it, it, to, to your point like i don't get it like you know even when that's not happening she's still doing like first i thought it was just vince that was kind of fucking with her because she did that thing that vince does with with women uh what that sounds terrible but uh <laughs> <laughs> well not that thing but she the he, non-nda thing she does she does the thing where she just comes out smiling the whole yeah. time which is like a Vince directive. Um, and it just makes you look so phony. You know, it's like it's like Bob Backlund or something um, before Bob Backlund was uh, the crazy character in 94. Yeah, so I, I just don't. And I, and I think, too, it's like she doesn't she's not as physically and by no means she's like she's not by no means out of shape, but she's not as physically jacked as she was her last run. So when she does the back thing, it doesn't look as cool. Um and Save that for Brock's daughter. Yeah, and she, and she's green, man. So it's like, like all the. I mean, she looks more. Don't get me wrong. She looks more like. I think she looks more attractive. Like, but as far as like that whole like wrestling carny, you kind of want somebody to look like, you know, like like almost like an oddity. Uh, she doesn't have that as much anymore. She just kind of looks like a pretty girl who's who's bigger, you know, like. Um, so yeah, I I don't know. I just don't I don't see it yet. Also, she was wearing like. This kind of like uh, these, as the fashionista of Wrestle Rose, she was wearing this really forgettable uh, set of gear that was just kind of like black, and it just kind of looked like she was going out, you know, for the night or something. Like it didn't, it didn't really look like anything. I would have enjoyed this more if instead of her, it was Chelsea Green. I think having another heel in there, she's, someone she's who fun, works, man. I, she was fun she on works the crowd. She's a blast, yeah. Scott. Yeah. What did you think of this match? Oh, well, I love Chelsea Green, and I thought Becky Lynch should have won this. I, I saw a lot of, like, Becky is overpushed. I guess I feel that in in this way. It's like, even if we don't pay attention to the women's division, it feels like you should book Becky, right? Yeah. And maybe she isn't the best thing going on right now, but she's Becky goddamn Lynch, and that matters. So it's obviously the main event. And so I don't see really the issue, because it's like, okay, who would you put in her situation? Like, yeah, I don't want to hear that. Who else Becky? And then you have a dud of a match. It has to be Becky. It, I don't want, yeah, I don't want to hear that because how many times have Charlotte been pushed that we're like, oh. That's what God, I'm saying. And, and, and again, it's like pick one other person in this match to be in that main event at WrestleMania or middle of the show mess- WrestleMania whenever they decide to do it. It's yeah. Becky. Yeah. And Bianca's so, not, not as total hot sense. Tiffany Stratton is a star, 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 yeah. star, star. Yeah, that's I cool think, to see. I think Tiffany Stratton's going to get the rocket strapped to her. I think she's going to be the biggest beneficiary of Bailey beating EO. Like, Tiffany's going to be, she could be the Orton. Like, she could be the Bailey finally like wins the title as a babyface and then come SummerSlam, 
Tiffany's the the hot new thing and wins the SmackDown title. But the wrestling was not good in this match, guys. I mean, this was. I mean, like Naomi was, was like, bad. I don't think it was that good. And you know, I I like Becky. I thought that like Naomi seemed a little bit. You know, a little, she seemed like a sidestep off. Um, I've like seen that Naomi. with her since she's been back. Naomi's been slightly off, but maybe that's just her adjusting to you know the ring. You don't you don't really know if the rings are different. And I think Becky's like. Becky gets slept on as far as like she's a really good in ring wrestler, but I, I I thought that she wasn't that great here. I, I don't know. I just didn't like. I think it, and I don't even know if it's their fault, man. I just think the elimination chamber is not a good. It's never a good match, you know. Like the only times it was like remotely compelling is like the first iterations of it because it did genuinely hurt everybody. That's the thing. It was a fun because it hurt. That's a bad reason, you know. Yeah. That's a bad reason. So. It's a cool set, but I also don't love having two chambers on a show. I get why you need it, but you then run into the repetition of spots. And when this one, once I've seen one person jump off the cage, do I need to see 10 people jump off the cage? I don't know. Uh, next up was the new Catch Republic against Judgment Day for the tag titles. I thought this was a really solid, fun match. I just, I like uh, Tyler Bate and uh, Pete Dunn as a tag team. Their stuff with Finn looked really good. Priest looked fine out there. You got Dom getting uh, some heel heat from the crowd to the point where they kept having to black out the screen, which was a, a nice touch. But Dan, why did you hate this one too? I didn't hate it. <laughs> why did you hate this so much? I like Tyler Bate. I like Pete Dunn. The problem is, is Damian Priest towers over them, and a lot of their uh, and a lot of their combo moves rely on someone who's their size. So like, it just kind of looks awkward. It looks like. You know, it almost looks like a girl dating a shorter guy or something. Um, I I just didn't, you know, I thought this was the probably the best in-ring match on the card. I mean, I know there were things about the men's chamber that I, I enjoyed. But, uh, yeah, I just, you know, I don't know, man. I, 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 like, I like Judgment Day. You know, this was a fine match to have on the card. It did feel like the show needed one more match. I will say that. I don't, I don't like, I understand the Royal Rumble having four matches, but I feel like Chamber should have five matches. It sucks that I guess Gunther, due to some like visa issues, wasn't able to fly out of the country. So that's why they couldn't do Gunther and Jey Uso. That would have been a fun addition to this because you won an intercontinental title defense. But yeah, you could have probably added a, a, a fifth match instead we got this uh, Grayson Waller, Austin Theory, Cody Seth. Oh, wait, Scott didn't get his opinion. Oh, on sorry, it. I thought, sorry, sorry, Scott. Oh, my Tell opinion me. on this match was I was very happy that the women's match went first, the chamber, and then this match went on, and I was like, oh, this whole order is fucked, and it's going to create a waste of time for us and, um, and a bit of confusion. Like, I mean, when I woke up and it was the Rhea match, which I get it, she's from there, boo. When I woke up and that was the main event, I had a problem with that. So, yeah, this should have went first, and we should have reorganized the whole show. But, yeah, Grayson Waller effect. This was, what, 22 minutes long? Uh, it was like 49 and a half minutes long. Uh, the, the first thing <laughs> is apparently – this was the thing, the concern I had for all, for all in in London, but they were able to do it better than WWE did here, which was miking the crowd. The way that, I guess, because of the chamber and the, the configuration on a production end – the crowd was not mic'd as well as it should. So you had what sounded like these gaps of silence. And yet people in the stadium were screaming loudly and you can't hear anything. So it made this feel really clunky. Waller comes out to call out Cody and Seth. The The gist of it is Seth saying, 
he's going to be cleared in time for WrestleMania. He's going to be cleared sooner rather than later. And that Cody wants to face The Rock one-on-one before Mania. Uh, and then they beat up Grayson Waller and Austin Theory. Dan? couple problems with this. Um, first off, I realize what it is about Seth that like rubs I kind of I us on the podcast the wrong way. He's excellent in the ring. He's a great wrestler. Like if he was in New Japan or AEW, he would be in he would be in contention for wrestler of the year. I I have no doubt about it. Um, but his promos when he's serious are yeah. really good. But like when he's doing this character and he's wearing this goofy shit, it just feels disingenuous. Like I understand like he thinks that like he needs to use sports entertainment. So he's got to wear like, you know, the three glasses and the, and, and the fancy robes and stuff like that. But my favorite Seth was either like when he was like the corporate guy and he was a sniveling little shit or when he's being like the workhorse, Hey, I'm the backbone of this company. And he's cutting a very serious promo when he's cutting these like silly promos. It just feels like a disconnect. It's like, this isn't the guy you know, he's less flamboyant as a guy than Macho Man Randy Savage was. And that's the person that a lot of people compare him to. Um, I, I thought that uh, the Cody, you know, Cody Rock, I mean, like, you know, they're going to they they have to make us want they have to make us want Seth and and Cody against Rock and Roman and not just Rock versus versus Cody. I don't know how they're going to do that. Are they going to have Cody get beat up a couple times? And then he finally, you know, he finally gets Seth to team with him. I, I'm not, I'm not sure. Um, and I think that they also ran into a problem because they're they're telling this Grayson Waller Austin theory story of I guess Austin's going to be the baby face. Austin's not over, man. No. And and like and Grayson's a compelling heel, but the the worst thing you can do with a new compelling heel is to pair him with a baby face that isn't over. So you're gonna like instead of like having them as a tag for a while, which I thought they're going to do, they're already starting to tell the story of the breakup. And I think it's just going to kind of be like all things to nobody, you know, when they two are they going to have this at mania, these two against each other? Are they going to save that for after and just put them in like a tag showcase sort of thing? I'm not totally sure, but I just don't think that, you know, like, I think that they tried to, I think they wanted Austin to be a baby face because they saw him, you know, dressing down that reporter and sticking up for the business. But it's just, I mean, he's just not somebody people are excited about. No, he's not a, he's not a baby face in the same way. Seth, when he's earnest is not a baby face. You know, yeah. I think there, there is a disconnect because Seth is kind he's kind of a dick. I don't know if you guys well, saw he can be a baby face when he's talking just like, Hey, I'm the, I, I'm yeah. the workhorse, you know, but like, well, when you're when dressed like Velveteen dream, character, it's stupid. Doesn't work. Uh, Scott, what'd you think of this segment? Well, I loved Seth's outfit and I usually don't. And I like his outfit would. on Monday too. Oh, yeah. The big, so the big pockets. On, I'm like very, uh, very into it. He is, he is. Turns out Scott's an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know why I look at it and I go, Oh, this makes sense right now. Sometimes it looks silly. I thought his, his outfit in Perth looked good. And I thought his outfit on raw looked good other than outfits. Yeah. It did its job. I think, think you should have had some sort of rock Roman yes. something during this uh, just because you can. And again, I don't mean them showing up, but just the video, like we talked about Hollywood rock, it makes total sense. Fine with this. I mean, do we get a match out of this, like between these two teams? No. Right. 
I mean, maybe I, on a Raw or a SmackDown. No, I don't yeah. want. I, I don't want them to. I think you can do Cody Rock Night One. No, I'm talking to Austin Theory and uh, Oh Grayson versus Seth. No, we're doing the tag. We're definitely doing the tag Night One. I don't, and then, I don't know why I want to see the tag, but I know, but it, it feels like Seth doing, is going to sacrifice himself for Cody, and and then that's his storyline, which is like unfortunate, but it's the best storyline he can have right now which is the guy that takes the bullet so Cody can win the title. I mean, he'll be over that way. Wrestling fans are smart, so. They are. If you're going to use Theory and Waller at Mania, I would, I would and I was talking about this with somebody else, um, uh, another writer, where we were trying to hypothesize who, how to use guys. I could see those guys in a tag against Cena and someone else for, like, the WrestleMania 40. We want to bring people back. Um I don't know. Cena versus Theory was so bad. That's why you do it as a tag. I think if you let if you have Cena but come you have back, two and, green guys against a rusty Cena. They're not green, and Cena's it's Gray, fine. Grayson if you keep green. Yeah, he Grayson looked fine on Raw against Cody. Yeah, it was a fucking four know. minute match. That's all. That's all you need this to be. You just need if you put Cena with. I'm not saying Austin, but like somebody else. I thought they were going to do Cena and Orton against Waller and Theory until we saw what happened in the main event here, but. I think those guys in a tag situation with, with as a chance to spotlight Cena and somebody else because they want to make WrestleMania 40 feel like this legendary, like everybody's back. Don't not like don't use Hogan. Please don't use Hogan. But there, there's, you know, see, maybe- I would watch that like as a, like a dog walking on a tiny leg sort of thing. You know? Yeah, I think Hogan should have one more match. I think it should be a mess, but we deserve it. Did you see Flair throw punches on Dynamite, Scott? <laughs> I don't want to see Hogan have a match. I, oh, I saw Flair's last match, and I thought it shouldn't have happened. But I think all these guys, well, not all of them, but guys like Ric Flair and Hogan, these guys who it became very clear to us they love their family. Uh, sorry, opposite. They love money more than family. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> like, let them die with us throwing dollars at them. <laughs> I love they've, that. They've made their decision. They've made their decision. I I agree. I agree. I, my only the only thing is that the one move that Hogan needs to do is the leg drop, and he can't do it now. Like he he'll he'll like literally he'll 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 break in half if he does a leg drop. So, so I don't know. How so do it. Let me let me just because this <laughs> let, all due respect to Hogan dying in the ring, which would be uh, be better for Saudi. I think the Saudi government would pay for the death of Hulk Hogan. Um, if you have a Waller and theory thing where they announced that the, the hall of famer this year is going to be Batista. And then you set up Batista and Cena versus theory and Waller as a spotlight attraction, small, like three minute match. I think that accomplishes what they want for star power for mania. I think you could do Hogan on the Waller effect and then maybe have him do a big boot. I think that's the most we could get out of this. Could he lift his leg up? (sighs) Kenny. I don't know. You need to have Brutus like helping hold the leg up for him. Like put him in like all green and CGI yeah, maybe, him out. Yeah, maybe you should do a green screen match. They've done those. I mean, he he would Hogan would be perfect for one of those. That that Bray Wyatt John Cena thing. You could do Hogan through the years. You could do a taped match where you have like him do the leg drop on. You know, like when uh, Kenny does the one wing and angel on like from like the top of the stadium, and it clearly it's on a crash pad. Yeah. If you just do like Hogan doing the leg drop on a crash pad, I think you could get away with that. 
didn't they do didn't AEW do that thing with like Sting where they fought in a warehouse? Yeah. You could that do something free. like that with yeah. Hogan. Yeah. Uh Hogan's beach shop? That would be amazing. Nick Hogan makes a run in. He just drives through the wall. <laughs> <laughs> where am I? Uh where we are is the men's elimination chamber match. Randy Orton, Drew McIntyre, Kevin Owens, Logan Paul, LA Knight, and Lashley. The big takeaways from this, Logan Paul is a man who understands how sports entertainment works, bringing a Sharpie into the chamber and drawing fat Kevin Owens and then, you know, animating it. And then Owens trying to attack him in the cage uh, before he even got in there. The uh, the the finish saw Drew McIntyre win because Logan Paul knocked out Randy Orton, which is going to set up their match for Mania. AJ Styles flew 75 hours to Australia to hit LA Knight with a chair. I thought this match worked really well. I thought it was it, it was slow in some spots, but it definitely picked up. It was very physical. It was uh, it was really entertaining. Dan, why'd you hate this match? I didn't hate this match. This match I thought was fine. Okay, compared to the other three matches, I thought it. Why was Why did fine. you text and say these guys should be fired? Tell us why they should all. Oh be fired, come on! I was talking about you. That's fair. Um, I I I trying to Hausman match. I thought this match was good. I I, I was impressed by the fact of. When I saw Logan and Randy have their thing, I was like, oh, that's that's a better booking than everyone was booking. Like Orton yeah. versus Logan Paul makes the most sense. And it, it didn't make me be like, oh, they they really know what they're doing. Because no, I, I don't think anyone fantasy booked that. And as soon as it happened, everyone was like, oh, yeah, that's way better than Logan Paul, L.A. Knight or or Randy Orton, A.J. again. Uh, it's It's one of the biggest matches you can put on the card. Um, and I was kind of nervous that they were going to, because sometimes they like, as, as much as they protect Randy, like Randy Orton and Kevin Owens, well, not as much Randy, more Kevin Owens, but they can find themselves without something to do on the WrestleMania card. It sucks because it's like you you watch this and you're like, what the fuck is Owens going to do? You know, I don't know if Owens is 100%. That's kind of yeah. one of the things that I had heard that he might not be 100%. And maybe that's I why they're him and Gunther, but I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's just, it's. I thought that the Logan Paul stuff was great. I thought the, um, I thought the, uh, you know, the brass knuck spot was great. I think the right guy won. Um, they made Lashley look like a monster, even though he was eliminated first. I mean, look, there's a, there's a, th th this was a, as good of an elimination chamber match as you're going to get, but it's still an elimination chamber match. I mean, it, it was better than the one where Brock like threw Austin theory, but but it wasn't as good. I think the best chamber match we've seen was probably one besides the like the first one that Michaels won. Uh, it was probably last year, right, where Logan Paul fucked over Seth, and they've had it for the United States Championship. Um, but that was a good yeah, one. The, the tag one that had New Day in it was really fun. Yeah, that was good. Oh, and the women's tag was all right. So, but and and I the one where they gave all the finishers to Cena was kind of fun. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, it's uh. And they were like all shocked that Cena got eliminated first. That, that was a cool moment. But, you know, a lot of these matches are ass, man, to, to borrow Scott's phrase. And, uh, you know, the it's it's one of the worst. It's such a cool idea for a gimmick. Um, what did they call it in Germany again? That cracked me up because they can't. It, the no it, escape or something, I think. The no escape match, which like also sounds like that's also could have described the Jews in World War II, you know? <laughs> to be fair, almost every like WWE pay-per-view sounds like something from the Holocaust. Judgment yeah. Day, Armageddon, Survivor Series. Yeah, um, maybe not Survivor Series. Out. 
Well, no, there was a couple. <laughs> there was a couple. Royal Rumble. Yes, they they had a couple of cool. Royal Rumble a, doesn't yeah. sound like it. Um, yeah, so I, I don't know. I I think that the the booking was was rather good. I'm ex- I, you know even though we've seen Seth through a bunch of times, I'm excited to see it again. And I thought they had a really compelling segment on Raw, which we'll get to. Um, but Scott, what did you think of this match, buddy? No, I thought it was a fun match. I uh, my favorite part of the Rumble is oh what singles matches other than the world title are you going to let me know yeah about that are going to happen for mania and the rumble didn't do this this year and this match did logan randy you're right i didn't think about it and it's better than everything i thought about uh the fact that i mean obviously aj flew to australia to interfere i guess we're getting aj versus la night uh unless there's yeah. yeah, no, that seems like the match, right? That's the match. These are good matches, man. I mean, LA Knight versus Logan, you run you run a risk. And I, I think that's what we thought was going to happen. But Logan Randy, boom, you got a vet in the ring who's going to make sure everything goes right. And Logan is fantastic. And AJ, LA, you have AJ in the ring. So it's going to be good. Yeah, well, I think we thought LA Logan Knight. Randy, you know, Randy, Logan's getting to the point where people are going to start to cheer him because everything he's doing is working. But no Actually, one's going to... Yeah, no one's gonna cheer. No one's gonna cheer Logan over Randy. Everyone is gonna want Randy to beat Logan's ass, and it doesn't matter who wins. And this is how I know it's a great match: is it doesn't matter who wins. Like I can make arguments for Randy winning. I can make arguments for Logan winning. Uh, either one, I think, would be would make sense. Yeah, he's gonna do the buck shot and get an RKO. It's gonna be amazing. Yeah, it'll be it'll be a lot of fun. I think the whole reason we kept thinking LA Knight was because. As much as we all love LA Knight, as much as like we love LA Knight the way Dan loved this pay per view, um, everyone we, else like, loves him, but everyone on this podcast, everyone else loves him. So you're like, you have to do something major with him. Him and Logan Paul would get him the publicity that they want, but I think even they're realizing the bloom is off the rose for LA Knight, even the way he's been booked the last since Rumble. He's very much an afterthought. He's so he's not evolving at all. Like even his no. promos, because he stinks. Wait, wait, do you think good. that's them, though? Do you think that's them? I mean, no. they're obviously going towards Mania, and, and they can't have him close out these shows. But he's, Dude, look he at is on Drew. fire. Look right? at the evolution of Drew the past couple months. Sure. Drew's like the hottest wrestler they have now. And, like, he was boring as fuck, like, a, a year ago. Because they're letting yeah. guys do what they do to get over. It's why our truth is as entertaining as he is right now. It's why the Alpha Academy stuff has been more entertaining than it probably well, should Chad, be. Chad Gable's been more entertaining. Maxine Dupree is getting booed off a house. Show. Well, Maxine Dupree getting booed is, is just, she's, she's trying. Like I get it, but Gable is, is super entertaining. Um, Drew obviously showing what they can do. LA Knight was a one trick pony. It was a guy people like saying his catchphrase. They like saying his name. And then when he wrestles, he's just a guy. He's not good in the ring. No. He's not. And AJ can get a better match out of him. Uh, than than Logan Paul would, but I think to your point, Dan, they have to be thinking like the Philadelphia crowd. They're they're like sociopaths. There, they're gonna want to cheer the heels. They're not gonna boo Orton. Everybody loves Randy Orton. Was a- was AJ AJ wasn't on the last Mania? I don't think. Um, but the Mania before that, it was that Edge match, which wasn't very good. I don't know if no. you remember that. The mat the year before that, they had New Day versus uh, Omos and Edge, and that was that was really fun because we. We saw Omos for the first time and people were like cheering him. But, yeah. you know, AJ had that great Boneyard match. He had the great Shane match. But I think that they they have slotted him in like the Shawn Michaels spot for Mania. 
And, you know, he had a good arena yard match. He has had good matches, but he's not, he's still not Shawn Michaels. So I, I just don't know how much, I think this match is just going to kind of be like, eh, you know, it's going to be like, it, it, I think it's going to be kind of a, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I think this is going to be a piss break match. And AJ Styles match is going to be a piss break match, which is insane. Yeah. The problem is who wins? It's like, okay, LA Knight wins. And then what? We don't care. So that's totally a piss break. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Main event of this show, Rhea Ripley against Nia Jax. The the hometown story or the home country story for Rhea Ripley was why they wanted to put this on last. Uh, she deserves the opportunity to get to main event a show. The problem is this was the best Nia Jax match, which is the meanest thing I can probably say about this. Like Nia Jax is not very good. She tried here, but this felt like Hogan Andre WrestleMania three without the magnitude, like oh, it was just. Take, I mean, like that match was so much better than this, just because of. I obvious. just mean in terms of like she's doing the best she can, but it's not going to be great. And you're trying to tell a big person, little person story. It was fine. I'm glad Nia didn't injure Rhea Ripley, and that's probably the nicest thing I can say about it. Dan? Yeah, I I mean, like, look, I thought Rhea came off like a star. I thought that. You know, she, you know, like it made sense of her being in the main event, but they just should have had another wrestler, man. I mean, Nia's just, she's very limited in what she could do. I don't know who they have a wrestle, but, you know, like. I don't disagree with Nia just because you don't want Nia Jax challenging for the title at WrestleMania. You've been building her up. because What are they going to do, Nia Jax and Jade? Oh, God, I hope not. I think they're going to do that because they kind of hinted at that at the Rumble. They, Why not do like a, a a quick early squash match in the beginning of the card or something? If you have Nia lose in thirty seconds, I'm fine with it. Yeah, possible. Yeah, this but... match to me felt like a like a Triple H main event, and I'm not knocking Triple H as a wrestler. I think he's great. But when Triple H used to main event a lot of pay per views, you didn't you didn't you know the pay per view didn't end going holy shit what an amazing match. It was just like typical. You know, there was a main event feel to it. There's like a story and we're following it, but we're not fully invested. And that's what this felt like. You know, there was a, an announced table spot, like all those typical, oh, my God, this is important. You know, they're going out of the ring. This really means something to them. But was it effective? You know, no, not really. I mean, I guess I'm happy for Naya. This was her best match and she got a main event, right? She did. Um couple takeaways from the easily her best match and again like i was fine with it uh it just like nothing happened though it was just more so like narrators pushing a story and then a few moments you know you needed a you needed Rhea to be able to be a baby face for one match and then switch her back to being the kind of heel that she is you needed someone that no one was going to cheer and who could be physically imposing against Rhea. That's Naya. Like, she fit that bill for this. I don't think the crowd minded because they just wanted to cheer Rhea beating somebody. But, yeah, this felt like Hogan era, build up a monster, let him squash him, let's move on. Um, we'll do flaming bowling pins on this, then briefly touch on Rod. Dan? Oh my God, flaming bowling pins, I forgot. Scotty Meltzer, flaming bowling pins in honor of the, yeah, the true Meltzer brother. Oh, or the whole show. The show. Uh, I would say two and a half. Scott? Yeah, I'd say two and a half. 
I'm gonna go three and a quarter. Job, but come on. I don't I enjoyed I enjoyed the chamber matches. I enjoyed all the matches except for probably the main event. So I'd say I'd say three and a quarter, but uh nobody got hurt. It's the big takeaway. Um on Raw. There was, a, there was a rumor that Randy did, but I guess that was all bullshit. I guess that was that was bullshit. He was just selling the back really, really well. Um yeah, a couple raw takeaways. Uh, Sami Zayn beat Shinsuke Nakamura. Dude, raw is the show to watch right now. Raw, raw is fantastic. Raw is the show to watch, dude. I mean, I know we covered Dynamite, but I'm I, I've been advocating us talking about Raw just because twice the people watch it and it matters. And know? that's why they should subscribe to something to sports entertainment with in the ten dollars tier on the Patreon to hear my thoughts <laughs> on Raw. You can't have it both ways, Dan. You can't you can't take Raw back when it's actually watchable. When I've been slogging through this thing for years on the patreon making sense of it but yeah the the big takeaways uh they're they're setting up a becky lynch nia Jax match next week on raw uh, with for next week since since uh nia's mad that she lost Sami Zayn beat shinsuke nakamura in a very a solid match match. it was it was it made you miss their nxt match but shinsuke is not going to work the way he used to work and you know, they're trying to get Sammy over again as this underdog baby face, but it just it feels kind of like a retread of last year's story. And the whole thing that I love about Sammy is that like he does a different thing every year. You know, he went from the conspiracy theorist thing to then like the Johnny Knoxville thing to then the bloodline storyline. I, I wanna see like like I wanna see a different shade of Sammy and not just like like Sammy doesn't need like that's the thing it's the intercontinental title like the story of like Sammy getting the intercontinental title we've seen him win the intercontinental title before do something different I don't know what that is but do, I'm sure that guy has fucking ideas he's one of the smartest I like guys. that so there's a weird desperation in what Sammy the story Sammy's telling right now and I'm curious where that's going to pay off because even the way he's been talking since then it's it's there's a weird tone to what it is I also like that there's a number of people where their story is how do I get on Mania? And they see Gunther as a an opportunity for it. So you've got Sammy trying to go after it. Miz and Truth have been mentioned for it. Chad Gable making an emotional appeal for it. Dominic Mysterio trying to go after Gunther. So the intrigue going into Mania is who's going to face Gunther. So it makes the title at least feel somewhat more important than it has before. I, I like that that aspect of it without needing a ranking system. Sorry, Scott. Oh, and also the Andrade wants a shot at the title, too. So you got him floating around. Uh, there was an Imperium New Day street fight. Either of you guys catch that? At the end of it. Oh, I did. I did, yeah. It was It was cool. It was, I thought it was a really fun match. Yeah, I just don't good table spots and shit, yeah. I think you got to turn New Day, New Day heel or something, right? I mean, they just don't do anything anymore. Yeah, I feel like this was the catalyst for they're going to have to do something else. Um, or but the- ha- I mean, you think Big E shows up, or you think... I don't know. Or they go to fucking AEW. It just feels like, you know, it just, it, it kind of feels like uh, they've done everything they can, like, in that company. They've all had their single runs. They've all, you know, I, I can't imagine they're selling the merch that they used to sell two years ago. So either turn them heel or, you know, move to another territory, guys. They just feel like ambassadors, you know. There's like yeah, a, few, that's, that's, a few names yeah, that you go, oh, are... They haven't even been using them as wrestlers for like seven years. They've been using them as, you know, people to shake hands with people. And I, I, I get that too. I think New Day, I mean, is Titus still there? Titus still there. is still there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there was a great Drew promo 
he comes out, he does the CM Punk uh, crisscross applesauce. I've been told that's how you have to say it. He sits crisscross applesauce. Uh, he talks about how he busted his eardrum at Chamber, but he's still going to wrestle. He calls out Seth, and the gist of the promo was it's Drew McIntyre's character now is only guy who watches WWE programming and tries to make sense of it. It's the so opposite I, of Vince's gimmick. Exactly. I love it. He's like, hey, hey, fucker. Um Stop messing with the bloodline. Focus on our match, because if you keep screwing with the bloodline, they're going to interfere in our match at Mania. I'm going to win, and it's going to be a tainted win. Just leave all that shit alone and focus on me, and let's make money on our storyline. Uh, I kind of like that. Yeah, I love it. I, Drew's been on fire for months now. Yeah, I loved it. I mean, you know, not to get into it, because, uh, you know, like high spot, low spots coming up, but I just think, uh, you know, Drew's, you know what he's acting like? He's acting like a a really good and smart comic talking about the scene (laughs) where he's like, this is what should be happening. And for some reason, it, it fucking works. Like he's like, it's the first like smartest guy in the room gimmick that kind of like, that kind of works for me. And, uh, yeah, I just I I love everything about this dude. I, I I and and there's so many fun stories you could tell at Mania. You know, I think the I I still think the most fun you could tell is him beating Seth and then immediately losing to Damian because that would that would like further the Drew character so much. But I don't know what they're gonna do. So I'm excited. I like that more than there was a segment with Imperium and Judgment Day where they faced off and they're trying to tease Priest and Gunther. And whenever you go heel heel like that. Crowd just goes. I kind of like this. I know, but I kind of like this. It's like when the Dungeon of Doom feuded with the Horsemen. Like the crowd doesn't really know what to do. They don't want to cheer Priest yet. They're not going to cheer Gunther. They're not excited about that match. And I think they're excited to see Gunther Sammy because there was a pretty big pop when they teased that. It wasn't that big. It was was decently big, Dan. You've got got unreasonable standards. No, Gunther Sammy is the move. Gunther Sammy's the move. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Main event was Cody beating. Well, doesn't everyone want to see Awesome Truth versus uh, Finn and Damien? Yeah, that's the other thing. They want to see Awesome Truth versus Finn and Priest. Yeah. So Not me, but let it happen. Why do you hate our truth? No, I like them, but this is not. I mean, I'm not going to pretend that the Awesome Truth was ever something that triggered a memory. Like, we're not doing that. We're not going back to 2012 and pretending they did a good job. They, they didn't, did, but you weren't emotional. bad. You want to tell the emotional I mean, that truth stuff was really bad. It's better now, like because the character. Yeah, better. because they're pretending it ever was good. But and 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 our truth is good. I like our truth. I like these guys. They deserve their match. Our truth deserves a WrestleMania moment. Awesome truth was never a thing, and like not once, never, not once. It was. It wasn't. It, it was so. I mean, I think it was so forgettable that it took away from the first scene of rock match yes. having that tag match against them I hated that tag match beyond oh. forgettable yeah main event uh so after cody beats grayson waller paul Heyman comes out and uh he based the gist of his speech here was I guess chair shots the header back huh i was gonna say that yeah so the, the gist of it was hey withdraw your challenge to the rock and then they send in with the claim or off-duty cops which just look goofy and weird and then Cody murders a dude with a chair. I mean, I thought Heyman was good. I, I, again, it's like 
Don Callis winning, you know, we talked about it on the Patreon. Plug I don't want to talk about it again. I lost non- my fucking mind. That's my low non- spot of the year. We're on wrestling person of the year. Like what Paul Heyman did in this promo was still better than, and I thought Osprey was, was really good on Wednesday, but it's still, he's still like, even at, like, cause people were saying it was an off night for Paul on Monday. Even an off night for Paul is still pretty good. Like the image of him taking out the rock phone. It's so comical and, and cartoony, but it's such a great image, you know, and it furthers the storyline. And I thought Seth Seth, I mean, not Seth. I'm sorry. I thought Cody, man, Cody's just a great fucking white meat baby face. When you have a machine pushing Cody and it's not Cody doing his own booking, like it was an AEW. Um, and you just make it a simple fucking good guy. He's he he's great at it. Um, the match itself was like whatever, but um, they had to get through it, I guess. Match was yeah. fine, but yeah, I'm yeah, um, um, it it was it was just teasing. Hey, tune into SmackDown because you're going to get Rock and Roman to respond to this. So we'll we'll get there. Uh, speaking of trying to get through stuff to get to the next thing, we're going to talk Dynamite or Dud. The uh, so the, there's a new graphic we have up for this week's uh, episode. And before it got posted, Scott was like, maybe I'm going to need to include Atlantis Jr. when he has a banger of a match. Great news, guys. We're not going to need to update the graphic. <laughs> it was fine. <laughs> no. It was fine. Uh, it was... Dynamite, <laughs> Dynamite opens with Hangman Page, who comes out with a with a crutch, and he's given the serious, uh, hey, it looks like I'm not going to make the match. I'm, I'm hurt. I'm sorry, guys. Audience was buying it. Swerve comes out. There's a little bit of like, I tried to kill you. You tried to kill me. I cut a promo on your baby. But we got Destiny. Joe comes out. Swerve gets a good line on Joe about maybe you should be doing commentary in a poncho like at the old Mania. Uh, and then Hangman beats Swerve with a crutch. I love this opening segment. Damn it. I thought it was great. I mean, you know, I love the fake retirement stuff. I love it when they did with Mark Henry. Um, you know, I, I think that they're running into a problem, though, where not a problem, but like Joe's Joe's a great champion. I mean, Joe's. Yeah. Joe's a better. I mean, am I am I crazy to say Joe's a better champion than both MJF and Adam Hangman Page were? I mean, I I think he could be. I think that he's the best champion yeah, they've no, had. Yeah, you're probably right. There's a there's a steadiness and a credibility to Joe. Yeah, he's the best champion they've had since Omega. So, I just don't think you take the title off him yet. Like, I I really we'll, don't we'll get to Revolution like predictions. But, uh, yeah, but, yeah, I thought it was great. I mean, Joe is just he comes on man, and he's just you know like. Joe, you know, they, he really is that Carmelo Hayes gimmick where he does not miss, dude. Every promo that guy has is fantastic. And uh, and apparently, you know, from one, from the people that I've talked to there, he's like an amazing guy to deal with backstage. Like he's he's kind of the guy you want riding the ship when you're, you know, kind of in a transitional stage with your company. So, Scott, what do you think of this promo? Oh, I was crazy about it. I thought this whole feud has been great. And you're right. I mean, I guess the one, one hang up is... There's that piece in our head that's like, oh, Swerve is about to be world champion, but Samoa Joe does deserve to be champion for longer. And I didn't know we would feel that way. Uh, yeah, the- need to do Osprey. I think Osprey's got to be the one to take it off him. You yeah. know, off Joe. Yeah. You don't want Osprey versus uh, Swerve. No, I want it, but I don't. I don't think you need it. Um, I don't think you need it for the title, right? Sure, that's true. The and young bucks are Joe could beat Joe could beat Wardlow. You know. The Young Bucks arrive. Uh, they're uh, still doing this EVP shtick. 
They want to give Sting an exit interview. They've got bats. They are the least imposing people in the history of professional wrestling. They, they look, look like, like fucking, such fucking funny. Yes, they look like such clowns. Yeah, man, it's it's not. I mean, like, look, I will have a lot of Young Bucks matches, but um, it's just this. This is like them. It's just re this whole fucking feud, dude. All you needed to do is tell the story of Sting's last match. Yes, that's all you needed to do. And if you and I and I like them beating up his sons. That's a great add on. But all this like adding the EVP stuff, adding the flair stuff, adding the weird fucking Darby Russo shit shoot about like Cody. you know Cody Cody like they put all this stuff that they don't fucking need you know like and 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 it's just it's you know like it sells themselves like you you could just I mean like, like it, the way easier storyline could have been for two months is just like Sting kind of like botching stuff in the ring and and getting winded and being like does the guy have it in him anymore. And then you have a match that's that over delivers expectations, but because you know Sting has given it all in, in every match. I'm not saying, you know, because we've already seen him like, you know, put fucking powerhouse Hobbs through a table with a scorpion death drop. Um, we're just gonna see kind of like a eh young bucks match is the main event. I just, I don't know, man. I I just don't. I I just think that this has been overbooked. It sucks. What does not suck was the Blackpool Combat Club against FTR and Eddie Kingston on uh, a six-man tag. I thought this was uh, a great match. It ends with Danielson choking out Kingston. Scott, what would you think of this? No, I love this. I, and, you know, I didn't necessarily want it. I'm still kind of old school in that, like, if there's a pay-per-view match, maybe don't have the guys uh, touch each other before the pay-per-view, right? Yeah. But I realize that's inaccurate. And I realize even more than that, there's wrestlers who can do things like, OK, there's a tag match at the pay-per-view that we saw a week ago. We didn't even know we wanted that tag match a week ago. And when we saw it, it was amazing. And now we're getting it at the pay-per-view and we know it's going to be even better than the match we saw. So things like that get me hyped. Uh, I'm impressed with guys like Danielson and Cesaro and I mean, really all of them and the fact that they can have. Um, come Sunday, their own matches that aren't like this, even though they faced each other on Wednesday. Usually people complain about things like that. When they're workers like this, I, I don't see the complaint. I just think it adds to the story. Dan? Yeah, I thought it was good. Um, Scott, I'm, I'm kind of interested to hear your opinion on this whole Buck Sting Darby feud. I mean, maybe well, I'm going to save it. it for the main event because I think yeah, there's yeah, a lot yeah. more to talk about there. Yeah, yeah. But um, um, that's I, why I, I thought, moved on. Yeah, yeah. Okay. No, I'm sorry. Um, I, yeah, I thought this was good. You know, I think uh, Eddie's the most over babyface they have in that company. So you're going to have him lose to Brian, I'm guessing. Uh, but then what do you do with Eddie? Do you have him feud with Joe? I mean, him and Joe on promos together would be awesome. I did like the uh, the tease with Dax and Brian in the ring. That mm -hmm. was a nice little precursor or something we could get down the road. Uh, Jericho in the back cuts a promo uh, about Atlantis Sr. and why this is such an important match because he wrestled his dad in CMLL 85 years ago. Therefore, this match has significant drama and importance tonight. He's going to be wrestling his Lionheart. They're doing everything they can to make Jericho seem like the beloved baby face of like, Hey, remember, remember, remember how much you liked Chris Jericho. We're going to give you like all of that. So I guess he's no longer feuding with the Don Callis family. He has nothing else going on. He's doing this shit. Um, 
we'll get to it. Uh, Osprey came out. This guy is a star. He has a command of the microphone. He has the right pacing. Talking about losing his bags with Delta. Talking about getting, you know, drunk with his wife. Like, he's awesome. And then... The first time I've seen somebody... Or I'm like, man, maybe this guy could turn the company around. He could until they brought out Don. And I'm like, oh, no, they're going to keep saddling him with this shit. (laughs) He's a guy. I mean, we said it before and I thought of his name before and I didn't say it, but it's like he he still has a lot more time. But uh, Eddie, Angle, Osprey, like these guys who they can go in the ring, but when they grab the mic, they don't look stupid either. Yeah, because he has a there's a natural Charisma. Yeah, charisma is a cadence to the way he talks. It doesn't feel scripted. It just feels like he's got a command of the audience in a way that a lot of wrestlers don't. And it's going to be a lot of fun. Him and Takeshita, the whole, it's Jordan and Pippen. It's a weird, it's a weird story. Yeah, I yeah mean, it's, it's going to be a great match. Uh, I, I, I liked the introduction enough. Uh, I thought he got a huge pop during the promo. I wish the pop was bigger during the entrance, but that promo, he got like a big Osprey chant, which is important, I guess, moving forward. It's weird how strong like Tony Giovanni put over how big a signing this is when we know Okada is going to be showing up probably in like, what, two weeks? Sure, yeah. I wonder how you debut that guy, because you're right, because like you would have to treat it like it's the most important thing in the world. I just yeah. don't think I think Osprey's music isn't great. They got to change the music. A His music bit. does suck. Um, oh, I like it. Yeah. Then again, I hated Swerve's music, and like Nana found a way to get that over. Maybe you should have Nana come out and dance for Osprey too. Man, if you if you think about it, like in the coming months, I think Scott, you may have texted this or this exact thought. So maybe that's where this got planted in my brain. A healthy swerve, hangman, Joe, Osprey, Okada. That's a decent Omega, little MJF, Adam Cole. Omega's ha! a long way off. You're not getting MJF for a while. Pac. Who, who knows? knows where Pac is? Like he vanishes for six months at a time. Um NXT. Miro's still there. Now the Miro thing, I mean, I guess we'll get to it, but I think CJ is like hurt again. Remember she cut her finger and it was really bad. Yeah. She went back in the hospital. So oh. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Orange Cassidy took on Nick Wayne, which felt super random. Uh, we got... I'll say this about that. Like there's matches that deserve these guys on your television this week. Uh, Orange Cassidy is, is pushed out constantly though. And like we've had this Roderick Strong match planned. It's probably the first book match of this pay per view. It was booked a fucking month ago, if not more. And Orange, you have to remember about these matches, and I think this is why there's such fails, in my opinion, and where I have to say it. These are for the title. All these matches. Yeah. Yet we have a pay per view match advertised. Uh, it's just corny, bad booking, and I get it. Orange, I think, is a hit, but you ain't doing nothing with him. People yeah, like I, him. I don't know why. I don't know because he has look. He has surprisingly better. His whole gimmick is having surprisingly great matches when you think he's just going to phone it in. But now that's not his gimmick anymore. Now they're making him another workhorse, and it's like that's everybody in fucking AEW's gimmick. Everybody in AEW's gimmick is Seth Rollins' gimmick in WWE. 
where it's just like you're just not doing anything special with him and uh you know i get it you want to get christian out there you want to get you know nick wayne is you know and my opinion about nick wayne was like i think that i think he's a very good young wrestler but i think it it didn't help when everyone put him you know, kind of as the prodigy moniker, because he's not like a like. I think Mike Bailey was better when he started, right? Like, there's a few guys who were. I mean, Kurt Angle was for sure better when he started. So there's been a few guys who, like Logan Paul is is better than Nick Wayne, you know. Um, so like I I I think that that kind of hurts him, but I still think he's got a lot of potential. Yeah, yeah it's his age. It's his age, and he's in AEW, where somehow he's 17 and taller than everybody. <laughs> yeah the bang bang scissor gang are in the back teasing that they were going to potentially break up but now they're all on the same page I, I, scott are you still all in on this being a cool gimmick uh i don't i mean i'm not all in on it uh i wish it are you was getting a it tattooed on your body exciting. i feel like they're already teasing you know like you said like they're they're doing this we don't get along thing where it's like you got to get along before you don't get along, or why would we care that you're not getting along? Yeah. So little things like that, but I mean, I love all these guys in the program. I hope Juice shows up and goes, no, 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 we're not a part of the acclaimed, and Juice is the catalyst. Because let's be honest, Juice is the uh, the closest thing we have to to Brian Pillman Senior. <laughs> no, Pillman Senior didn't hate Juice. <laughs> Uh, Chris Statlander took on Sky Blue. <laughs> Stokely Hathaway was out there. Chris Statlander has Pyro now, which uh, was surprising. Julia Hart hit her with a belt after what it took about uh, 11 minutes for Chris to turn around and, and realize it. Uh, and uh, yeah, I thought the match was fine. I think Sky Blue has gotten better, but it's it's just kind of tough to care about. Dan? Yeah, I mean, I thought this match was, you know, like Sky Blue has gotten better. Um, I just think that they need to be just a little bit more coyer with the story they're telling with Stokely because I, th I think you do have a really good guy in the mic. I think Stokely's better than, and not just because I'm friends with him, I, th I think he's better than Don. On 100% better sure. than Don. Uh, you know, so it's like, I, I don't know. I just, sometimes I just kind of feel like you're not, you know, you're kind of wasting him in this division, but um it was fine. It was, it was, it was good. I mean, it's just, it just feels like, I mean, it's just, thank God for the TBS title. Right. Because if not, Tony wouldn't do anything with these women. It would just all be the world title. And at least with the TBS title, he's like forced to, you know, remember he has those, you know, those people on his roster. I don't know. Which it's weird. They did nothing for the uh, Tony storm match. Now that I think about it. Mm-hmm. No tease for that whatsoever. Well, they're doing that on collision, I guess. They're having a stare down or something. Oh well, that'll that'll sell that'll sell some tickets. Um, <laughs> there was Chris Jericho versus Atlantis Junior. I, I this felt Whoa, really man. What he comes out to not his music, yeah, but he gets his pyro. That bothered me. Uh, another thing that bothers me is, yeah, there is this sort of like, I'm in a costume as Lionheart, so cheer me because I'm not current Chris Jericho. I'm, I'm Chris Jericho from 1992 before he made any mistakes. Yes. Uh, there was, you know, I, I have, look, I have a Lionheart Chris Jericho action figure. I understand the, uh, I guess, appeal of Lionheart, or I did at one time, 
I don't think it exists in 2024. And I thought this match was like, dude, it was, it was like they were both kind of confused about what they were going to do. And I, I was fine with moments. I liked it. But I was sitting there kind of giggling to myself, like, what the fuck is this dude doing? Where where does he think this uh, is? Remember, is like, uh, we watched AEW together, and we I, we really enjoyed a match we were watching, but then Jericho came out, and we both just started laughing. Like, yeah, man. Because it was like, it's just, it just feels like a, like a Christopher Guest scene whenever he comes out there. Like, yeah, like in the like first minute, he goes about for his mask. Yeah, he went for the dude's mask, and it's like, you're not even you're a heel in our eyes, but you're not a heel in, on television yet. Well, that's the thing that so, that was my big gripe with the match, Scott, is that like you set up this whole thing of like Jericho is gonna like teach this kids the ropes because the dad teach Jericho the ropes, but then you open with him the slapping dad him teach fucking... Jericho. Jesus, sorry. Well, and then no, the dad and then the know. dad like attacks Jericho when the ref isn't yeah, looking. Yeah. All over and rightfully so, because Jericho was trying to take this dude's mask off. But this is not the story we were told all night. This isn't the story of Chris Jericho so far. And no one it's knew not these the guys story to begin of CMLL with. invading. And no one knew these guys to begin with. So it was like a, a, a layer of confusion on layer of confusion. Dan, you're wrong. Because when you think Lucha Libre, you think Huntsville, Alabama, the most tolerant, welcoming, culturally inclusive town on the planet. Hey, as somebody who's been to Huntsville, Alabama, it is a city. Um, but I, yeah, I thought eighty percent of the city is just Conrad. I, <laughs> Atlantis, I mean, Atlantis is just like it's just such a gimmick of like it's it feels like something Mike Lawrence made up to make fun of Tony. Like it, it doesn't feel real. Um, uh, uh, the the whole it's it's just I don't know, man. Not only that, the guy had it like he didn't have a good body. He wasn't good in the ring. It was fine. It wasn't good. He was just like he didn't. I, he, I was gonna say he didn't fall down. There was that hurricanrana spot where like Atlanta senior went to go help him because he's like, this isn't gonna end well, buddy. Also, like if you're gonna have a throw to the towel spot, you gotta let him be in the fucking gimmick or the move for a little longer than he was in. Like he just the dad just immediately threw the towel. I was more uncomfortable with the dad like massaging his son's back after. That was that felt weird, and then I thought for sure Chris was gonna lay those guys out. No, so we didn't get that. It was so, I mean, to Scott's point, this was just the the story that they, they didn't tell the story they were telling, and no one knew who these guys were to begin with. So the whole thing was just like this confusing fucking waste of time. It was like a throwback to a, a paragraph that Tony read in 94 about a thing that happened. In, like, these aren't things that are talked about in wrestling, you know? Uh, so yeah, it was just like peculiar. I didn't even. But I did the timing of it. Can we acknowledge that? Like, usually right around this time, a women's match happens, and I guess that happened before this. The show opened instead of with a match; it opened with a uh, mic work. There were things like that I liked, but yeah, this match. What the fuck? Come on, guys. I, I also don't know. Like to Scott's point too. Like, wasn't Jericho's thing is that he was being. He was like he he was, but when you associate young Jericho, you you just you associate Liger, right? Like that's the guy you associate yeah. with, with. Another big, no, I don't. I think anyone has ever like I've never. I, I'm a fucking avid wrestling fan. I've been to a ton of shows. I talk about wrestling way way, way so much that my marriage may be over from it at some point. <laughs> but like I've never heard 
like some would be like, oh, those. I've heard like, you know, the Tiger Mask Benoit stuff, but I've never heard, oh, you got to see those Jericho Atlantis matches. Have you guys ever heard of those? At first, I thought this was all a work and like this was going to be a joke and it was going to be somebody else. But no, I've never heard of Atlantis uh, or Atlantis. And they didn't even tell the story until like on the show. But Scott may be a huge Atlantis fan. I don't know. I mean, look, I'll say this. There there was pieces of it that I liked about it. Something about Dynamite and I get cozy. I, there are moments where I feel like I put in a VHS tape. Yeah. And this was kind of like that, or at least they were acknowledging the VHS tape that I should put in. This wasn't watching the VHS tape. This was talking about a, a tape. Well, but I, I do like Dynamite for that. I mean, you know, this guy, whatever his name is, Senior, he's been around forever. Ever. he maybe he does deserve some recognition and this is the way to do it bring back silver this King. is like ultimate positive scott talk yeah you're like all right <laughs> so speaking of popping in a vhs tape <laughs> the main event was an episode of nitro from like 98 oh my god I'm, i just need for i need just one minute to just talk through this for my own fucking sanity because i gotta do uh rumor and innuendo after this i'm not allowed to curse on there um what the fuck was this main event Fucking segment. I The Tony Khan tattoo could have booked a better main event segment than this. I assumed. I'm, I'm, I'm fucking hot. All right. I assumed when you did the bullshit last week. I thought really looks like a Rorschach test. When you, when, you, when you did the shit last week with, with Flair and teasing that he's with the Bucks, I assume this is Tony Khan's inner mark who's going, you know what we need? One last cool heel Flair, babyface sting, Shivani in the ring on Turner Television promo knowing full well that Flair was eventually going to align with Sting and it was going to be a happy ending, but he wanted one shot of that. Instead, the Bucks come out in their, like, J.C. Penny ladies attire. They <laughs> confront some guys with Sting masks, and then one of them is Darby, who jumps out to attack them as part of his plan, but he's outnumbered, and then gets the shit beat out of him for a while, then gets hit with bats. Then Ric Flair comes out, the announcers bury Flair for trying to make this about him instead of making it about Sting. They give Flair the bat. Flair, rather than using the bat, pokes them in the eye like a Three Stooges routine, throws the worst punches he has ever possibly thrown. And then they beat up Flair. And then as they're leaving, Sting slowly gets lowered like a teabag to the ground takes off his harness, and him and Darby beat up the young boy. What did Mike say about it? It was really funny. Oh, he, uh, hold on. I'm gonna, I will get the direct quote uh, from Mr. Mike Lawrence. He looks like a sad pinata trying to empty himself of all the candy. <laughs> yeah. I also don't, like, I don't love seeing a guy come down for the rafters after the Owen stuff. Like, it's just not worth the risk. This looked pathetic. It was it weird. Looks- because it has to be sa- it has to be super safe now. I get so that it's looked, super safe. Yeah, no, and it was, but but because it looked like because it was. I mean, I was happy it looked safe, but to make it look safe, you have to make it look like that, which is just terrible. It's just like it's it's like he just looked like he was on. You know what it looked like. You know, have you ever parasailed on vacation and the little kid gets scared, so they just have to like slowly lower him instead of using the zip line? That's what it looked like. He looked like. Did you ever see the movie Greedy? No. Uh, is that the Norm Macdonald one? No, it's the one with Michael J. Fox. But there's a thing where Kirk that. Douglas is supposed to be a paraplegic, and they're slowly lowering him into the pool so he can swim. 
This mm-hmm. is the same apparatus. Just limp, <laughs> dangling, depressed. This is the end of my career sting until we see him at Mania next year. <laughs> I, uh, all right. So when I saw them earlier in the night, the you Bucks, can't defend this, dude. There's no way listen, you can fucking spend I this. knew we were closing on this and I was worried. <laughs> because I don't, I, I only like closing on matches. I, I I don't think AEW does a great job of closing shows with like moments outside of matches. Um, I liked the Darby lifting his face mask, the Ric Flair thing. In my eyes, the Ric thing should have been in the match. He tries to turn on Sting. Sting doesn't fall for it. I hated that they used him this way. I did not like it. So for that, yeah, this shit was ass. But. I liked Sting coming down from the rafters. I even liked the Young Bucks waiting longer, knowing that if they turn too soon, he won't have gotten the harness off of him and he would be stuck. <laughs> I liked like all you, of it. You complimenting this is burying it. Here's yeah. why. Because one, I've seen it in wrestling a bunch. Guys have to like take off a thing before someone comes out. But it's a very Sting thing. And it's the last time. We haven't seen Sting come down from the rafters I think at least this entire AEW run, right? No, uh, I don't think he has. So one last rafter drop. That's cute. That's nice. This is an old man. We're we're doing this for him. And I, I thought it was uh, adorable. But I think in terms of the EVPs, like, I don't know if you guys know this because you didn't watch Rampage, but instead of the Meltzer driver, it's the Tony Khan driver now. They're like switching things like that up too to be extra obnoxious. And I look, I get it because it's supposed to irritate us. But God damn it, it irritates me. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Like, they're supposed to make us not like them. And oh boy, do I really not like them currently. I mean, my, my big thing is... Them. And I think is, this match is going to be fire. I, I, I'm I'm skeptical about this match. And my big takeaway is what Robert, is what Robert said. Um, Patreon, we really should do this pay-per-view, right? Are we going to talk about it on the main show? Or are we going to do it for Patreon? I don't know. We'll, we'll figure it out and post it on the Facebook group. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll you guys will have an answer tomorrow. Either yeah. Way. I feel like we've got to acknowledge it, but it's Sunday night or is it Saturday it's a, night? It's a Sunday night show. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But I, think, I, card, like, I mean, we can get into it. We could start with that tag match, I guess, since we're talking about that's that. I was going to go. Yeah. So predictions, uh, we'll get that quick sting and Darby with who are the tag team champions, which I kind of forgot, uh, taking on, uh, the young bucks in a tornado tag match. Uh, this is Sting's retirement match. Dan, who you got? I mean, normally the story they would be, t- especially because of this. A- another thing we forgot to talk about was that like there was too much physicality on the Bucks at the end. So you already saw the Scorpion Death Drop. Yep. Before the match, which was, I think, super counterproductive. I I guess they're gonna end with Sting and Darby in the titles. It feels like that that's what the company does. They give you like, you know, the 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 feel good moment at the end. But Sting may want to have the Bucks go over at the end of this. I don't think the Bucks need to, so I'm gonna go with Sting and Darby. Scott, yeah, it feels like Sting's decision. But I would love Sting and Darby to win. I would love for there to be a tournament after this. I know we get a lot of tournaments, and uh, I would like this to close out the show, but. I go, ooh, are you not changing the title if that means this is closing out the show? I, I don't know. But uh, it feels like it maybe should close out the show. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe middle of the show. I think show. it should close out the show. I agree. You think so? Yeah, of course. It should close out the show. Hopefully they were able to secure some legends to be there. I know they tried to ask Nash, and he was like, yeah, I'm not fucking up my WWE deal to do this bullshit. Um, but there's got to be guys. Well, he was disappointed. In the- Robert always like 
paints these stories in the most positive WWE light ever. Yes. Like the whole story was Kevin Nash was disappointed he couldn't go. It wasn't, I'm not going to fuck up my WWE deal. Kevin Nash absolutely could have gone. He could have been like, hey, I'm going to go do this. This is important. I know, to but me. the way that you're, you're you want to fuck finding, up his money. You're finding, yeah, mother- no, Robert's right. He's being a bitch. He could hang out backstage. These guys, man, they're they're uh, they're too afraid of the check, and even more than afraid of the check, I think he's just like maybe a little afraid to be honest about a situation, which is, I am closer friends with Triple H than I am Sting, and that might sit weird with you, but I am friends with um, with a politician, and my my life has to um, adjust accordingly. <laughs> but like, yeah, dude, you should be allowed to hang out at Sting shit, and you shouldn't be such a mark about it. Anyway, but they, I get it. I mean, yeah. if it was in the front row. They would show him a lot and they'd put his name there. And, yeah. and, I, and I don't think they wouldn't. They would. No, I think you you bring out Flair. If Arn's still, you know, talking to them, you you have Arn there. Uh, I don't know what Luger if situation the boys got is. The money, if they all have the money and we know yeah. they got the money. And if they got the time and I hope they have the time, you just go and you hang out for the day. You know, you go hug Sting. You watch his final match backstage. When he comes through, you give him a hug. You know, you bullshit for a little bit. Hey, are we all going to go, you know, is Tony uh, going to have an after party somewhere? And then you head home. It's like these things are, you know, guys have retirement parties. This feels like that. Anyway, I think, yeah, Sting and Darby will probably win because they murdered his son. It would be a nice and... moment to see Luger, sorry, in the front row. No, you don't want Luger. There's nothing nice about seeing Luger. Um, he looks rough. But, yeah, I think the, the Bucks will strip Darby of the tag titles in the after and make a tournament or whatever. Uh Orange Cassidy versus Roderick Strong for the AEW International Championship. I guess if you need to put some steam on this undisputed kingdom story, you have to put the title on Roddy. But I think this is a chance for them to kill this storyline dead. So I will be actively rooting for Orange Cassidy. Dan? I I 100% agree. I think a month ago it was like a sure thing that Roddy was going to win this. But uh, this undisputed kingdom storyline, like we've said before, is the worst thing in wrestling right now. Uh, well, worst thing kayfabe in wrestling. Yeah. Uh, so I would totally. Uh, I, I I think you have orange. I don't even think you have a long fucking match. Like I think you, you just get this fucking over with. Have a seven minute match, Scott. Yeah, I'm really frustrated with this goddamn match <laughs> and the storyline. <laughs> Dude, I hate these guys. I hate I hate that you I can't even remember their name. My brain goes, don't do it. Don't don't put your you know brain power to this. Cause I don't think they put brain power to it. Uh the problem with this match, too, is that all those like devil guys gotta be involved, right? Right? Or otherwise, what are we doing? And so are we getting like a Roderick win through cheating thanks to like is the devil's objective to win this title that means nothing. And I think that's what we're getting. And I just go, whatever. I like, wa- let's wash our hands of this. You want me to uh, make it worse, so Scott? Bad, man. So bad. I'm, I'm going to make it worse for you. Uh, Roderick's going to win because Trent's going to turn. Oh, wait, what do you mean? You think they've, Trent is going to turn? They've been teasing this Trent turn for like three months. Uh, I might like it. Oh, no. I like yeah, Trent. I like what well, can you have Orange win and then Trent turn on him afterwards so we get Orange and Trent? And yeah. Just... Oh, great point. But ugh, woof, woof, woof. Bad. Uh, this is I'm using the Wikipedia uh order here. This is obviously not the order of it. Next, uh, Samoa Joe, Hangman Page, Swerve Strickland, uh, for the title. I don't see any reason to take the title off of Joe. I think a triple threat 
gives the gives the situation where Hangman is so consumed with preventing Swerve from winning the title that it, he's going to wind up. Swerve's getting... not hot enough to be champion. Now. Swerve's, I mean, Swerve's he thought not he was position. a couple weeks ago, but he's not anymore. Because he's, he's not a babyface. He's not a heel. They haven't defined his role. I think you can get another Swerve Hangman whatever match out of this, and then Joe can move on to to Osprey, to Okada, to whoever else uh, to be a a a stabilizing champion. Dan. But- by the way, did you notice like we had this whole thing of like Wardlow cutting this promo by himself and I'm going to get myself back on track and then he wasn't on the show? Like in typical Tony fucking. Yeah. Anyway. um, Yeah. I, I mean, I think it's got to be Joe. I, you know, I think it would be, you know, the only the only reason it wouldn't be is, you know, Joe's very injury prone and, you know, he could just, you know, be walking to the fucking airport and blow out something so they'd have to take it off him. But uh, yeah, I think it's got to be Joe. That's why you got Atlantis Jr. Scott. Yeah, I'm I'm stuck on this one because I thought Swerve for a long time. Now I think Joe. But if I'm in Vegas and they go put up money, I'm I'm saying Swerve wins. Uh, uh, I think a few months ago we thought Swerve was even more ready. I think we're so compelled by the story, we just want to see him be a complete face, and we want to just go crazy when he wins the title. But I think that might just happen in the match, man. I think there's going to be a moment in the match where we all realize oh wow this crowd is hot and this is the moment and i think we're getting swerve and i'm i'm pretty pumped on it because because it is kind of unpredictable because it is a little too soon even though it's not and so i think do it and uh and then let's get this ball rolling man let's go crazy unless you're gonna have okada challenge joe because again swerve needs this title and then what you're gonna have swerve try to win it again soon I, I don't, don't know think, if that's I don't, a story. I don't think he's ready yet, you know. Hmm. Yeah. Um speaking of of people who are probably not ready to be uh champions, Diana Perazzo is taking on Timeless Tony Storm. It's got to be Tony to set up for the Sasha match, right, Dan? I guess. I mean, the only thing is that, you know, I, I you know, I think that there's dangers in having Mercedes versus this gimmick, you know. I think Mercedes whole thing is being she's the Shawn Michaels of the women's division. You know, she had that great match in uh, stardom with Kari Sane and with somebody else, too. And, uh, you know, like she just makes people great. So I just I hope they don't do any like black and white shenanigans and all this shit. Um, But I I also don't think Deanna Perrazzo is at all over. So you have to kind of just go with Tony on this. Scott. And the Tony, the Tony gimmick is interesting because what she's doing now is like final days of Marilyn Monroe is kind of the gimmick or, uh, you know, final days of, of, of an actress who is. So you have Mr. Kennedy killer. Yeah. Her gimmick is like, I am on meds and, um, it's because of the studios. It's very, it's very, uh, fun. <laughs> her makeup is getting messier and messier. And, you know, with that, I think it's awesome. I think she should retain the title, but I don't know who faces her after this. I don't think it's Mercedes. Uh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Serena Deeb walks out because I I think Brit is over, but she's not over the way we think she's over. And so Brit walks out for Mercedes, but, um, Tony, I think you kind of, I mean, like, this is really rushed. This is like, total vin shit but i think you'd maybe have brit beat tony for the title a week later and then have brit lose it to mercedes 
Because the money matches Mercedes and Brit, right? I mean, that's the one people want to see. Yeah, which is like fucking fraudulent in in the how how long has Brit been off television? So long, the whole time, man. And and, and so long. I feel like it's like she was here the first rough. year, <laughs> and then like yeah, yeah. But, but she no, feels nobody, like the AEW's women's division. Which nobody is else is ready. Nobody else is ready. I don't even know if it's a ready thing because I I don't remember watching a Britt Baker match and flipping out. It's just she felt like the company. She felt like she carried the the company. What is going on with wrestler who was like, "Hey, this company's on my back," you know? What is going on with her? Because she was like off the TV. Was she injured and then she was like burying AEW? Yeah, last time I heard, she's just like complaining backstage and hanging out with Tony Khan, and not about her spot, about everybody else's spot. Well, there's always Soraya. Uh, Eddie Kingston, Brian Danielson for the Triple Crown title. Scott, who you got? I love Eddie Kingston. I like that he won this title in a tournament. I I, I get all of that, but um, at what point are we going to go? Okay, this is Danielson's last apparent like full year as a wrestler. You got to put a belt on him and let him go crazy. You didn't give him the world title. We wanted it. I get it. I guess he didn't want it. Then put this thing on him, and every match moving forward is a dream match, is a match where, you know, he is the the Orange Cassidy, where we're not rolling our eyes at a match with, you know, him versus Hook. We're excited about Brian Danielson versus insert anybody in the fucking world who is, like, top 20, because that's uh, what we should be getting. No, because we watched Collision. And they just oh put- that was lovely though, and that and that fits the match. That fits the match. I, I feel like if you put a title on him like this, it's going to be even more self indulgent. He's going to find some eighty year old wrestler that uh, <laughs> trained Masawa that he wants to fight. I just think Brian wants to lose every match. You know, like that was a story in WWE when he was booking. He's like, you know, like he wanted freaking what's his name to beat him, the the guy uh, with the pedophile brother, Drew Gulak. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, like, oh, really? Wow, yeah, it's a great yeah, gimmick. Yeah, I mean, he, he just he just wants like he's <laughs> not Brian's whole thing is he doesn't want to go over, and it's just he's so over. Do you remember like he lost to Sami Zayn at WrestleMania 36 in a no in a nothing match, and then a year later he was in the main event with Roman Reigns just because we we're like, yeah, it needs it, it needs Brian Danielson. Um, so I think that you really. I think Tony should just be like, you need to beat Eddie Kingston. I also don't think, I, again, it's like misusing fucking Eddie Kingston. It's Eddie Kingston, his whole point is to win the title and then lose it. It's not to like be a dominant champion. That's not what Eddie Kingston's gimmick is. Eddie Kingston is perfect because he's a storyline wrestler. Every single thing you put him in can have a story because he's great on the mic. Like, you don't need to make him dominant in the fucking ring. But Well, the story's here is the fucking handshake after the match. Yeah, I know. That's what I mean. You, Do we you, care? You need a title for that. So it's like, but Tony's brain, like, to, like, you know, I think we're. I mean, don't go near Tony's brain. All it's right. a fool's errand to, to yeah. Damn, we got to move this on. We got 45 right, more right. matches to get through here. Right, right, so. uh, Osprey to Keshta in the singles match. There's no way Osprey's losing his first match back, but I, I'm hoping it's good and that you don't get too much Don Callis. Scott? Oh, I'm going to be a happy boy during this one. Osprey's going to win. We're going to see, hopefully, a split between the Callis family and him. That's all we need. Yeah, this is going to be a possible show stealer. 
depends. You don't want to put too much emphasis on it, right? You don't want to go, oh, match of the year, which is what they did on Dynamite. But shit, we might we might get match of the year. Dan? Yeah, I mean, I think this could be match of the year. I can't wait for this match. This is the match that makes me want to see the show. Uh, speaking of which, Christian Cage, Danny Garcia for the TNT title because Edge is hurt. There's no reason to take the title off Christian, right, Dan? I don't think so. Scott? They may want to put um, it on Danny, I think but... Edge interferes, man. I think Edge costs Christian this. And then fans at a pay-per-view and people who paid for a pay-per-view get to say they saw Edge. It makes sense. And Daniel Garcia is on fire on Collision right now. So why not just let him hold a title that, I mean, you guys aren't really watching anyway because it's on Collision most of the time, right? We watched so... Collision this week. It's on the Patreon. Yeah. Go and check it out. Oh, um, that's true. Yeah, uh, speaking of guys who are on fire on collision, we rarely ever see FTR in the Blackpool Combat Club. This is the rematch in the match we we saw with the time limit draw. You're you're in Carolina. I would imagine you want to give uh, FTR. There's a situation where FTR and uh, Eddie all win, and the BCC loses, and maybe they disband. Dan, oh, that's fantasy booking right up my alley. <laughs> I, I, I think uh, I think FTR is great. I think they should win. Yeah, that's it. Scott? Yeah, that's about it. Other than a little confusion in terms of, okay, last time it was a 30-minute draw, so you didn't add a stipulation this time. What exactly are we getting? Are we getting a debut? Are we getting, you know, what? But FTR, please, please, please let FTR win, dude. I don't even want to kind of think that Blackpool Combat Club, which is a, a failed – um they're a failed group, in my opinion, right? Where we all love the individual wrestlers very much. But this group is I, – I even like them hanging out. But I don't like the name. I don't like the outfits. I would never buy – I would never the, buy the, the, Blackpool Combat Club merchandise. I mean, that's like a huge sign of a failing gimmick is that like I love all these guys and I would actively not wear something that they're all a part of. The Regal but, stuff just fucked them. It's just dumb, dude. Yeah, real world shit fucked them. Blackpool, bad name. None of you are from there. Uh, but FTR has to win, and FTR needs to be like the tag guys. What are we doing? WWE is kicking your dicks in, you know? So let's focus, because you, in my opinion, you have a better roster. So let's get that tag team uh, tournament going by having FTR win. All right. Uh, this last match... I thought it was the meat match, but on Wikipedia, it looks like they've updated it. This may be from Rampage spoilers, so if you're the one get person, Jericho in it pisses me off. No, it it's really not. Takes... They can't. They canceled it last night, and this is interesting. So Tony Khan oh, said that due to injuries, the Meat Madness match couldn't happen. Yet everyone announced in the Meat Madness match is in this match. Go That's ahead, Rob. Where I'm, yeah, so it's called an All Star Scramble match. It says Chris Jericho, Wardlow, Hobbs, Archer, Hook. Brian Cage, Dante Martin, and Magnus. Magnus, by the way, not Nick Aldis. It is a CMLL guy oh my uh, God. who's been added into He's this He's an all-star? He's an all-star? He is an all-star. That is so funny. Holy oh, shit. Dude. Is that true? There's a CMLL? That's awesome. This is what's, this is what it's saying on Wikipedia. Um, it, on, on the AEW graphic, they still have guys blacked out, so I don't know if maybe this is something that happened on rampage or collision or whatever but this is what, what's what are up the role there of this match uh it's a scramble so who knows uh, oh my god it's it seems fucking dumb but the winner gets a title shot uh against uh against joe so i'm guessing wardlow yeah, you have to have joe beat wardlow 
Um, Wardlow is, if you know, Wardlow doesn't win this match, he has he. That's like the only thing I could think of. If Wardlow doesn't win this match, he's out. He's out, and they should let him leave. Like it should just be uh-huh. a we reach an agreement. Got to be Wardlow, and then Hobbs gets distracted by a meaty man. That's the idea. <laughs> yes. It's horrible, horrible, horrible. You know, you get Jericho in it, like. That's the only reason they booked it this way is to get Chris and maybe to get Hook on it. Man, maybe I, I feel. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Let's uh, let's do high spot, low spot, so we can wrap this again. Up. Again, and I know we've gone long. My whole thing was like you had something with Hook and Joe, and yeah. they've totally done nothing with Hook since then, like like I had predicted. I'm sure yeah, they the did something on an Instagram though, story. Like... What Scott? The Hook Joe moment was great, but yeah, was, obviously they haven't done anything to... since then. Well, last week he was in that main event with the guys who were main. Yeah, but it was like a house show revolution. Yeah, correct, like correct. Um, yeah, you, you ain't wrong. My high spot is Osprey showing up. Uh, I know when he got signed, people were like, "Does this matter? He's wrestled here before." I know he's wrestled here before, but I think he's he's just that good. There's a few guys that are that good. And he's one of them. So I hope it can bring something fresh to uh, to Wednesday nights. That's my high spot. My, you know, I don't know if I have a low spot. I mean, no, obviously I have a low spot. Virgil passed away. And Virgil, who, you know, doing this podcast, being a stand-up comic and loving wrestling, there's like a few guys who just like their names flood to you when you – happen to love both comedy and wrestling and Virgil is one of them. And I will say this now that he's dead. I think he was in on the joke. He knew, he knew that when he walked up to people and acted like he knew them, even though he didn't know them, he knew that meant that maybe he might get 20 bucks after the interaction. And in that sense, I think he was very aware of his gimmick. I think, uh, Virgil, Every night he went home and he checked how many, you know, how many dollars she had in his pocket. And it was all from him working us, not us laughing at him. So, yeah, rest in peace, Virgil. You got big pops beating DiBiase. And, uh, I mean, dude, how many times have we mentioned Virgil on, on this podcast? A lot. Just like an iconic character in wrestling without having you know like these iconic wrestling matches that that's impressive and, and do you remember like he had the vince mcmahon mask on and they took the mask out this is like joey janela show and the crowd erupted like that's how yeah, you man. The guy he's, was over he's man. somebody he's, he really is he's somebody yeah. uh that jericho that first year of aew jericho made a very funny video that like oh, that we were great. all in love with yeah and virgil was in it he's just like in my opinion, he got it. Maybe he didn't get it the whole time, but the last ten years, he knew what he was doing. And holy shit, was he a was he a good time? So rest in peace, Virgil. Well, that's here's my, the other thing. Uh, Mike texted this out, and and he and I were going back and forth on this because when you're a fan of a certain age, Virgil as DiBiase's manservant until he turned on Ted. That moment where he turned on Ted DiBiase is a seminal moment for a lot of us as younger fans. It was this big massive payoff to a very long storyline he was in the video games he had action figures he was a part of that era of wwf that made a lot of us fans so for that reason 
we're going to remember Virgil. And then, yes, his second act as as this carny who was in on the joke uh, makes total sense. Uh, Dan, what's your high spot, low spot? You know, low spot, definitely Virgil. It's it's weird knowing that I'm never going to see Virgil at a convention. You know, I'm never going to um, see him not have a line. You know, there's something that was just so fun about that. Um, you know, it's, and like Scott said, he he is a really good cross-section of comedy and wrestling. Um, I, I'd say I'd say another low spot is Sean Spears showing up at NXT. And like, NXT, like, it, don't like, NXT, don't do the thing that fucking AEW did where you think you're so hot that you can like rehab everybody, okay? Like, it's not a big deal that fucking Ty Dillinger is back, all right? I'm so, I don't even care if it's a fucking NXT. Like, it's not a big deal. Uh, and my you're my, wrong, what? Dan. <laughs> Yo, wait, it's not that it's not a big deal, but like, do you think at, at the very least they're kind of changing what NXT is? Like, I feel like in, in seven months, they want NXT to be competition with AEW. And I'm just talking about ratings. Well, yeah, that's not that's not a way to do it, to do a guy who wasn't competition when AEW was hot on your team. Yeah, but to take a guy, they when they brought this, they didn't bring him back as Ty Dillinger. You brought him back as Sean Spears. You're oh, using, here comes the fucking WWE apology. Here comes the spin. Dude, it looks like Tama is showing up. I mean, this oh, is... Tama's you know, showing up, but you're using, you're using Spears the way that he was presented in AEW. He's a good hand. He's a Cody guy. He's going to be there training the, the wrestlers. I'm I have glad never he's got heard you say game. one of these things when he was in AEW. I 100 I, when, when he left, I, I even said, I, I hope he winds un- up there. Check it's the unfucking believable. The tape. Oh, bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Dude, it's bullshit. This is like. <laughs> I'm going to show you my Sean Spears tattoo. Again. That I have oh, on my, my God. It's, it's so. It's like crazy that you're able to do this. <laughs> I'm a Spearsy really act. Perfect pen, Dan. I'm a fucking Spearsy act. Love that oh, dude. Inspiring. My Dan, give sp- us your high spot. My high spot is Drew you, using uh, the GTS as a finisher and calling it the GTM Go to Mania. I think that's hilarious. That's tremendous. Um, my high spot is Sean Spears. Return. Uh, my, my high spot, our truth continues to be a national treasure. Him going to Austria instead of Australia for the Elimination Chamber was a really fun bit. There's a video where he's talking up Johnny Gargano, hyping him up that you're going to be the next Shawn Michaels. They pan over, and it's Shawn Michaels. It's <laughs> stupid. It's easy. It's fun. The R-Truth stuff is working. My low spot, in addition to, to Virgil passing away, Ole Anderson passed away. And the he comes from a simpler era where the biggest crime you could commit is just being a grumpy asshole that nobody likes. Um, I'm sure I, that's not the only crime Ole committed. I'm sure it's not the only crime, but you know, what? he's also a guy, when you look back now, it's like part of the reason why he stepped away was he wanted to go spend time with his son who was an amateur wrestler. He was just a prick that nobody liked. He did call Linda a cunt. So, you know, we still have a little bit of a uh, little bit of friction there, but I don't remember who said it, but there, I think it was Mike who said like, I'm glad Ole lived long enough to see Vince become the guy he always knew Vince was. So, yeah. and I also, I'm happy that he lived long enough to see the black scorpion angle get uh, overtaken by the devil reveal. I feel like that was his vindication. And now his soul has been freed. Our souls have been freed here, but if you want to see rest in peace, Richard Lewis too, guys. Absolutely. Rest in peace, Richard Lewis. Uh, That's comedy and not wrestling. Who cares? We love fucking Richard Lewis. He's amazing. Uh, In fact, this week I'm going to be watching Robin Hood men in tights just because uh, he's gold in that. Uh, if people want to see Dan and his soul, Dan, where can the people find you? Dallas Comedy Club, baby. I'm going to be, uh, everybody in Dallas, please pack. I want to pack those shows. 
follow me on Instagram. I post three videos a week. Uh, my special comes out March 12th. Uh, I think it looks great. Shout out to the two buffoons guys and 800 pound gorilla. Everybody's there. And then next weekend, if you're in Cincinnati or in Lexington, Kentucky, I will be uh, opening for Dan Soder. So uh, I'm, I'm on the road a lot, guys. And Stone Cold Law, still alive, everybody. So keep that, uh, keep that fucking buzz going for us. Scott? Damn right. You could also listen to Alpha Smokes, my other podcast. And I'm opening for Louis uh, Gomez at the Comedy Connection in Connecticut, March 14th through the 16th, I believe. So come hang, dogs. Nice. Uh, you can catch my other show, Rumor and Innuendo, every Monday through Friday at noon Eastern uh, on my WWE Creative-ish account or wherever you get podcasts. Uh, I think that's uh, everything. We'll be back with Patreon, possibly doing Revolution for Patreon. We'll we'll talk about uh, that. Let's just, what, do you want to just call it? We'll do Revolution on Monday, so Patreon will be a little bit later in the yeah, day. Yeah, I was going to say, otherwise we've got to push it a little bit. Yeah, we'll we'll do Patreon. Uh, we'll record Revolution but we'll it's it's a that. show. I don't really want to talk Collision and SmackDown again. So let's let's do let's do. Uh... Well, I'm going to want to talk SmackDown because it's Rock and Roman. Oh, that's true. Okay, so our Patreon will be reviewing Revolution and Rock and Roman. I just think that like by the time we would get to Collision on the regular show, it would be old. I mean, I'm sorry. By the time we get to Revolution on oh, the regular yeah, show, yeah. it would be old. So let's do for Patreon. We'll do Revolution and we'll do Rock. Uh, rock addressing Cody. All right. Well, in the meantime, Dan, what should the people do? Wash their damn hands.